Welcome to Highland Herald, a podcast where two Final Fantasy-obsessed brothers discuss everything from Azura to Zell and all things in between. We are your hosts, Wolfkins and Soloists, Brothers of Light. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 18 of Highwind Herald. As always, I am one of your hosts, Wolfkins, and I have my brother with me, Soloist. How are you doing today? Howdy! What's up? No no howdy dowdy this week, huh? No, no howdy dowdy, <laughs> just <was>. a howdy. <laughs> <laughs> Took me by surprise last week. <laughs> anyway, before you get too comfortable, I'm going to hit you with my trivia question while you're still kind of... Uh... You're saying that as though I was already comfortable. <laughs> All right, are you ready? So I, I've taken to heart. You have con- you have accused me of only sticking to a couple games, you know, seven, eight, nine, whatever. Uh-huh. So I've branched out and I have found you a different question. Are you ready from a from a game I have not yet used? I was about to say, okay, it's going to be ten. <laughs> it's close. It's in 12. Final Fantasy ten two. Oh come on, dude! I haven't <laughs> played that game since I was like nine. <laughs> Oh my in, god, I don't know. Fin- <laughs> <laughs> you might get it. Hold on now. In Final Fantasy X-2, what is the name of the mathematics-based coin minigame you can I, play? Have n- I don't even remember that. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking <laughs> about. kind of what they replaced. You know how they all have oh like a... Oh my god, uh, dude. You said it was going to be easy. This is the <laughs> hardest question you've ever asked. I don't know if I said it was going to be easy or not. Oh, I, dude, I don't... No, I have no clue. Oh, come on. Played, you don't remember playing I, That it. is the second Final Fantasy game I ever beat. And I have not touched it since I beat it. <laughs> right, I haven't even seen right. gameplay of it since I beat it. Oh my god. Well, you know god. what? It's going to have another, another seven what? question. <laughs> but you, you said I needed to branch out, so you got a 10-2 question. Anyway, oh my this, god. the name of the game is Sphere Break. So you don't, oh. you don't remember playing this? You could go and talk to people, and they have like a, a core number. And you unless have to, they like, required do... me, unless they required me to play it, I probably didn't play it once. Yeah, I think there was like a tournament you had to do it at one point, but yeah, I don't. I never, remember. I never play that optional like mini game stuff unless they make me. Yeah. So anyway, there you go. Sphere break. That was your trivia question for the week. So okay, so I know now that I am asking a question about Final Fantasy, um, <laughs> for the after years next week. <laughs> Hey, now, I know that you have at least played 10-2. That, that's oh not Oh, my fair. God. That's... <laughs> Holy crap, dude. I, have I forget that game questions. exists sometimes. Really? It's not 10-2? a bad game. It's not a bad game by any means. But holy crap, have I not played it. That's... Yeah, I, God. <laughs> I just thought that I was giving you a 10-2 question before I decided what the question was. So... <laughs> Anyway, man, how how have you been? Apart from man, just utterly failing. Now, that. I, now I have a migraine. Oh my I'm gosh! Sorry. Do we need to call it? Well, oh gosh, no. <laughs> I have a migraine from that ridiculous question. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I am. I'm fine. Um, I had a really long stream yesterday. We went for five hours. But yeah, but um, you got some I, good news though, right? Well, yeah, I finished Final Fantasy VII remake, and it was nice. great. Um. The final fight was really hard. <laughs> yeah, at I least, had a little bit of trouble. At that least one too. until people started jumping. I mean, I died when it was the one-on-one part because I never quite was good at the whole guarding and 
um, using Counter-Strike thing and stuff. Yeah, it really wants you to do that. Yeah, a lot. And you, it, the game hasn't really made you do that much up until you know, like the Rufus fights. The first time I remember having to having to do it. Oh yeah. So um, I wasn't really practiced in it, but um, you know, as soon as people started joining, it got a lot more manageable. But it was still really hectic. It was really really nice. Yeah. So we went for five hours. I was I misunderestimated quite how long I had left. Yeah, well, the thing that they do, and I don't want to get too far down this rabbit hole because next week we're going to be doing a, that's all we're going to be talking about next week. But once you get towards the end, they have like an entire chapter that's just new stuff. And it's a long chapter. Like 17 right after you probably, get, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, the, the big thing for me is I got to the part where, you know, you first see Genova and then Cloud fell. And that part to the end was a lot longer than I had anticipated it to be. It was fine. It was it was fun. Um, broke my record of the most viewers I've ever had at one time last night, which nice. was only thirteen. But <laughs> that's a great uh, number for your for you to finish it off with. Well, I didn't finish with thirteen, but good well, still, God. I mean, it was your final stream of that game. So, so what's next? Are you gonna are you gonna keep going with seven, the original, like you had talked about? Well, vi- initially, I didn't want to because it is as of this recording, February twenty third, and the month is almost over. And I was thinking, well, maybe I mean I could probably finish like Final Fantasy four in the rest of the month because that game is not short, but I know it like the back of my hand and could blow through it. Yeah. Um, or I could just play fourteen. Or, you know, I wanted to play seven and I could just go into March and the community wanted that. They wanted me to play seven and go into March, so that's what I'm gonna do. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I think it, I don't think anybody's gonna care, like, oh, it's not February anymore. What are you still doing playing Final Fantasy? So Yeah, I mean, fine. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, so we're going to be um probably starting tonight unless I'm just way too tired. We'll have to see, but we're going to be playing Final Fantasy 7, the original one. But yeah, I got a lot of thoughts that I need to say for next week. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. It's not a perfect game, but um I will say it is the best remake ever made of yeah. any game. Period. Yeah. So spoiler, I I'm going to probably agree with you on that, so yeah, we'll get we'll is, get into that though. We'll get into that. Other than that, I've been playing fourteen. I got the level seventy one on my machinist. I'm almost oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Seventy one. Yes, I just oh, got we that need last to, night. We need to do some Boja. Boja. We need to do some Boja. You can you can enter into Boja now. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, take over here because this kind of dovetails into what I've been doing this week. But the Bojan Southern Front is something that has you can do in Shadowbringers. You can enter in at level seventy one. It's kind of like it's like max level content, but you can do it to level jobs. I've heard it's pretty level. decent for leveling. I've heard it's really good for leveling. So what it basically is, is you go in and you have a small section that you can explore. And there are skirmishes that pop up, and these are really just fates. So you'll join them, you'll do a couple, you'll get your stuff. Every now and then, there'll be what's called a critical engagement that pops up. And you have to basically sign up for this. And normally they ha- they take 48 players or 24 players or something like that. And they're essentially just like little instanced bosses in this in this area. As you do this, you get metal. So this is it has like a separate progression system inside Boja that you level up and as you level up, you unlock more and more of the area to explore. And this is what you need to be working on if you want your weapon. So I think now would be the time to do it. 71, you could probably mix things up a little bit and sell straight to 80 while also be working on your uh, resistance weapon. 
Yeah, when I got to Shadowbringers, I started doing those um, side quests I didn't do because they work differently in Shadowbringers, I think, um, from what I saw in the YouTube video. I didn't notice that I'm getting a lot more experience from them, so I was doing that while I waited in like a main scenario queue and a yeah. alliance raid queue. And See, the video also told me to just worry about the biggest experiencers in main scenario, alliance raid, and leveling. So I, like I would the, argue the big that, three. Uh, yeah. I would argue for this expansion personally, the Bojan Summer su- Summer the Bojan Southern Front is more important than the Alliance Raid series. Hmm. The Bojan Summer Front sounds lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I okay. I am not particularly enjoying this Alliance Raid series. It's just kind of not my thing. I'm, it's I'm just not. Starting to think the only alliance raid I have unlocked is the Crystal Tower because it's the only one I ever get. Maybe have you not done the Evil? Oh, you'll need to do the Evilus raids in order to uh, do the first one. See, front. that is the thing I don't like about fourteen is that there's so many things like unlockable, and you have to know where the blue plus quest is yeah. to get it. And like a lot of people, are like hey, you haven't unlocked that raid. I'm like, dude, I haven't even heard of that raid. Like I haven't played this game since launch. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, well, for the most part, you don't you don't need that stuff. Like, you don't need the Heaven's Word raids for anything. However, for Shadowbringers, you need both the Crystal Tower and the Ivalice raid series. I feel like I would need them just for some variety and leveling stuff. Yeah, well, we can talk about that. I mean, we uh, you'll you'll need to do some of that stuff anyway, and you'll get experience for it. So I think it's worth it. But mm-hmm. I finally, you know, I hit rank ten a while back, and the one thing that I needed to do to to move forward working on my resistance weapon was clear castrum castrum lacus latour i believe is how, how it's pronounced so basically in the bojan southern front it is a 48 player alliance raid but you can't queue in for it like you do other raids you have to be in the southern front and you have to be in there when it becomes available and sign up for it like a critical engagement it's it's on like a timer it pops like as soon as there are enough rank 10 people to queue for it. And then every hour after that, once it's finished. So you never really know exactly when it's going to pop. So you kind of just have to wait around for it. It took me over two hours to get it done on Friday night. And the raid itself was complicated, I thought. Some of the last fights. You basically, it's like a res roulette. You know, people are dying left and right. 48 people and then you're resing them up. Any raid with me is a res roulette. <laughs> <laughs> but it I'm was telling you man Whew. it was fun but long and i finally got it done and i was just oh i was wiped after it and then the next day i finally finished off the eden's promise series i had eternity to do that was the last one i finally got that one it was a fun fight the, the very end gets kind of an <sighs> intense so basically it pulls from the whole stock uh like drawing magic mechanic from final fantasy 8 and the boss will stock certain magic and then cast it like minutes later. So you have to remember what she's about to cast because it just goes off. Like you don't really have time to reposition once the the orange pops up. So you have to remember when she starts casting cast what it was that was being that was stocked like six mechanics ago. Who it was intense too. So that's what I've done this week. I've actually decided because of that to take a a very small break not like unsub or anything but i think until next week i'm just gonna like chill you know 
not really work on any of this stuff. Maybe just do some gold saucer because I just it was so much intense like raiding back to back. It's just like okay, I need just a little bit of a break to catch Level my breath. Up Dragoon. Well, that's what I might do. Uh, yeah. Now, one thing that will happen is once I progress the story just a little bit further in the resistance weapon side of things, then I'll have to start grinding fates and stuff to actually work on my resistance. And I think I'm going to use that opportunity to to level my dragoon because I think I have to run some old raids too. But anyway, that's that's been my week. So I had a really good, really productive Final Fantasy 14 week. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've just been leveling. I feel like I always waste my time in that game leveling jobs instead of playing my max leveled one. But well, I mean, if you don't I don't like want to max level one, you're yeah, making I, a new one. So it's not really that I don't like it. It's just doesn't offer enough variety from um, the other game I play. You're liking machinists so, a lot, though, right? God, yeah. Oh my god, man! I love the way they make that game work. Like. You know, I have two off global cooldowns that I can use in between, and where the global cooldown is so friggin' long, I can fit to both of them in between one global cooldown. So it is actually a whole lot going on, and it's like exactly what I wanted from this game. Yeah, I mean that's that's what I was trying to tell you before, like when you were talking about it on because mine's the same way with Red. I played a I lot of classes up to high levels and have never seen anything quite like this. Really? And I think only having one off cooldown wouldn't be enough but where i have two and they both have two charges they got quite a bit long cooldown but they have mm-hmm. two charges so um goss round and ricochet i can use my one goss round ricochet in between my next combo and they don't break my combo oh nice yeah 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 and they then, don't break combos that's nice because i've got two as well and once you get into the red mage like melee portion you don't want to break that combo but you can still weave in one of those off global cooldowns so that's nice another thing i really like is how machinist is incorporating like the tools weapons that edgar uses from final fantasy 6 so like i have drill and i pull out a giant drill and just shoot the drill at them um i just got a new they do aoe a lot different than any other class i've played so far because a lot of the time aoe has the same one two three rotation as melee but there's just for AOE spells. That's how a ninja was. With this, I only ever got one AOE spell, but Ricochet is also an AOE spell off cooldown, and I just got one called Flamethrower, which makes me pull out a flamethrower and spray it at the side like Rambo, but I can't do anything but (laughs) spray it for 10 seconds. I can cancel it whenever I want, but I'm stationary spraying it in a cone for 10 Uh, seconds. Yeah. So it's very different, and I really like it, and it looks awesome. Well, good, good. So maybe that can be your new main max level character when you get there. Uh, and then unless they some announce stuff. something really, really, really cool with this melee DPS coming out. Yeah, um, true. I think we'll I'm gonna. And you know the gear looks awesome. Like the guns, I find I bought one off of the market board. You know you're making fun of me about mine not being glowy enough. <laughs> well, okay, it's only because you were like, "Hey, look, my weapon glows," and then I pulled out my resistance weapon, which actually glows. <laughs> it had nothing to do Mine with glowed. Lack of glow Mine, from yours. It glowed. It had a shimmer. It glowed. <laughs> but I bought like a bunch of weapons off the market board, and you know, people like, toys your guild, man. They were like six thousand, and I can yeah, glamour them. Good. They look amazing. They glow just like a resistance weapon, like they do. Yeah. And I pull. I got one. It looked like just a giant, like, tube. And I was like, "What the heck is this thing?" And I pull it out, and it like exploded into this like gun with like green leaves all over it. And I was like, "What in the world?" Well, that's neat. 
does this look so cool? There's <laughs> no reason. I bought this off the equivalent of an auction house. Like, what? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's good. They're cool looking crafted stuff on there for sure. Yeah, man. All right. Well, uh, this this week's episode is going to be a little different than normal. We've been doing some special episodes recently. We had our, you know, our live show where we did the announcement showcase. And then right after that, we had our interview with Faces of Eorzea, which honestly, I think turned out great. Again, mm-hmm. I just I'm so glad that they decided to come on. I had a great time talking to both of them just about art and role playing and everything. So if you haven't checked that episode out, it's definitely worth checking out because I I think it's one of our best ones. I'm just I kind of sorry that you you had to drop off in the middle because of your power. Well, but... it hit at a really really unfortunate time because we we got hit by a bad winter storm like during it and my power was flickering the whole episode and I was like, I just hope that this ends soon. I'm loving it. I'm having fun, but I really don't want to my power to go and then I was I was but done. I was staring at a black that's screen. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, and I mean I could have joined on my phone but my dog was like you know acting like a dog would when the power goes out yeah. terrified shaking and i didn't want to just be like go over there in the dark corner i'm gonna lay here in this dark corner and <laughs> do a podcast no i had to i had to go and take and we'll, he's saying right now exactly how it went <laughs> but yeah no that's fair i mean yeah it, it sucks that it dropped out but you got to do what you got to do but if you haven't checked that out, go listen to it. But this week, since we've kind of done that, we're a little behind on news. So we've got a couple things we want to talk about. So no like main topic discussion, mainly just going over the news. And then we'll be back next week with uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, just talking all about that now that Soloist has finally beaten it. You know, off topic, we need to do one of those for Kingdom Hearts 3, too. I know it's not really topical, but I feel like that'd be a fun conversation. We, well, we could do that. It's It's tangentially related, maybe. Actually... A lot of people could say their least favorite thing about that game is how much it doesn't have to do with Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> they added the Final Fantasy in with the DLC, but it's very yeah. light. All right. Well, I do have a couple some shorter pieces of news I want to get into, and then two things that we really kind of going to talk about for a little bit longer. The first one, mainly just because I wanted to bring it up to you, they now have a new Final Fantasy trading card starter set available featuring Final Fantasy fourteen. Like, have you seen this? Mm-mm think I'm going to buy it because, you know, you and I have both talked about wanting to play it again and we're both really into 14 right now. So I thought maybe that would be something we should pick up. I am going to put the links in the show notes, but it's, it's just their newest starter set. So if you're also looking to get into it, this might be a good time to do it. Okay. And the next thing I wanted to touch on just briefly is uh, just so everybody's aware about the final fantasy 11 February update. I know that, uh, you know, you and I have gone back and forth about, uh, how how great it is that Eleven keeps receiving these story patches, even though it's like 18 years old. And February does bring the next chapter for that. So their current ongoing story is the Voracious Resurgence. So that's going to be coming with their February update. Um, I don't really have a date here in how front of me. How big is the player base for that game? Like, it's really cool that they're still updating it. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm not sure. I know that... I don't know if they publish those numbers anymore. It's not going to be anywhere near as 14 or anything like that. But when I yeah, played it's over the summer, way higher, of course. there was a decent amount of people on, and I'm not on one of the populated servers. I know that if uh, there's one server, Asura maybe, that has a has a pretty healthy community still kicking over there, for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wanted to check it out this month really bad, but I got I got very 
hung up into seven remake. I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. And 14, I mean, stupid Endwalker got me excited, but I mean, it's not too late. I still could. If I had someone to talk to while I played it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I'll play whenever. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that though, because as of Friday, February 19th, which was last Friday, through March 1st, they are having the Return Home to Vanity All campaign. So during that campaign period, anyone who has subscribed to the service in the past are eligible to play for free up until March 1st. So I know you have an account. If you wanted to check it out, now's the time. Just log in. You don't have to sign back up. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, so that's going on right now too. And then with as with all of their updates... Uh, they've got just some new stuff. They do have their login campaign for February. So it does look like this login campaign includes a new mount. Uh, it looks kind of cool. It looks like a rhinoceros or something like that. <laughs> In 11? Cool. Yeah, this is for 11. And the winning entry from the Shield Design 2020 contest, Troth, which is available for only 10 points. And it's it's basically just a, a cool little red and gold shield. So that's what you can buy with your login points for the month of February. And then they've also got their Valentine's or Valentine's Day event going on. <laughs> I don't know how you say that. Valentine, it's it's Valentine's, but with an O before the N. They do it in fourteen too. So I, Valentine's, Valentine's, Valentine. I thought you were just messing no, up. Valentine's. Not messing up. I just don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> that's the, a lot the, less funny than the random O. But yeah, so that's going on. So if you're into eleven, or if you are interested in eleven. Now's the time to go back because you've got until March 1st to play for free. And that goes until 12 a.m. PST. Okay, so that was kind of the the shorter news that I wanted to bring up. But now I want to get into this this live letter. So then the night of the announcement showcase, like at 1 a.m. Eastern, they did a live letter to focus on things that are upcoming a little bit sooner for Final Fantasy XIV. We totally missed that because we had to go to bed. <laughs> But I do want to run down some of this stuff and talk to you about it. Have you looked at the the breakdown of the live letter? Because I have it here. I have not seen a word of it. Okay, so I'm going to go through it, and then we'll just kind of talk about your reaction, so you'll get them all kind of new here. Okay. So they have released the patch title for 5.5, and the patch title is Death Unto Dawn, which, ugh, I just, I like the sound of it. Mm-hmm. Like, especially going into Endwalker. So I don't know... I think there'll be a 5-6. I don't think 5-5 is the last one before Endwalker. But they're definitely... Something's coming. So they're they're breaking this patch into two different parts. So they have part one, which is going to come on April 13th. And then part two should arrive sometimes towards the end of May. And with every major patch like this, like the 5-3, 5-4, 5-5, that's when we get new MSQ. And they're actually splitting the MSQ into two parts for this as well. So we're not going to get it all on April 13th. We'll get some on April 13th and some at the end of May. Now, are you ready for this? Are you caught up with your current MSQ or are you still working on that? I'm not going to finish it until I get my machinist to 80. So uh, you, um, can, you can start working on it because don't you still have one more crystal tower to run? Or did you do all three of those now? I did all of them now. Okay. Okay. Yep. So yeah, you, you got to wait then. I thought you were still working on that. Yeah, I did them all. I just have to get 80 and finish up with that. Well, you're getting close. I think you'll beat at 80 in no no time. Well, especially if this Bojan thing doesn't is really nice. 
Well, I, I yeah, I think that you'll like it. It's different. I mean, it's kind of like fate grinding, but you're working on multiple things at once. And I've heard that it's decent experience. I don't have anything above 71 that's not 80. <laughs> so I actually haven't been able to check out the experience portion of it myself. But anyway, with that, you know, new story, we will be getting a new dungeon. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea how to say this. So I'm going to, I'm going to spell it for you. P-A-G-L-T-H apostrophe A-N. Pagelfan? <laughs> Pagelfan? I want to know what um, country they pull their naming conventions from because <laughs> seriously, there are so many things in 14 that I don't even try to pronounce because I yeah. know I'll be playing with that one 14 player. Um, it's actually Pagelfan. And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, shut up, dude. Yeah, there's somebody <laughs> listening right now that's like, this is so obvious and easy to pronounce. Well, I'm calling it Pagolthon. Pagolthon. I don't know. The Paglands. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know what, how to pronounce that. Anyway, it's a new dungeon. So what I'm imagining will happen is, you know, we'll run the dungeon as part of the MSQ, like we normally do. And then likely that will be the new uh, expert roulette and uh, Hero's Gauntlet will fall off. So that's what I imagine. That's what they've done the last couple. So I kind of wish they'd leave three in the Expert Roulette. Um, I know that one's kind of old by that point, but Expert is the best way to grind for tomes because you get 90 tomes per run, but you only have two dungeons you can be hitting. So it gets gets repetitive really quick. I've not been doing any of this, so I have no idea. Have you? You've not done Hero's Gauntlet either? I can't I remember. Even, I don't think I know what that is. <laughs> so Heroes Gauntlet is the one See, where... There's just so many things in 14 that I hear a new mechanic or <laughs> thing to do literally every time I talk to anyone about 14. Like, yeah, have you done a Heroes Gauntlet? Have you done the um, Kugane jumping challenge? Have you done the... I'm like, what are you... <laughs> God, so yeah. much. <laughs> well, you've been you've been gone for a while. It, it'd, yeah. make a, it'd make more sense. Heroes Gauntlet is just the name of the dungeon. It, it was the dungeon... That I sound a lot more stupid than now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it it was it was the one I thought you might have been hitting uh, before you quit. I mean, I might have. The WoW player comes out in me when I don't remember the um, like in WoW. I don't remember hardly any of the dungeon names, but I do know every single load screen art by heart. <laughs> but that makes and, sense. And yeah. It's like with the spells, like. Um, use this spell. I have no idea what spell. Ugh, the one with the blue gun. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I got uh, it. Yeah. Like I don't. I just look at the spell once and put it in my bar and never look at it again. Like, <laughs> I'm not That's very fair. good with names. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, if you're not looking at the name constantly, yeah, yeah exactly. Can, I mean, I, it's I a little that. easier with 14 because there's a lot of like with the dungeons anyway because there's a lot of really good reason to actually queue up for a specific dungeon as opposed to just doing roulettes. Yeah. But yeah, they do give you more of a, uh, incentive. a incentive to do that for yeah. sure. But still, I I don't know. <laughs> well, anyway, we'll, we'll be getting that new dungeon. By the time this comes out, I think that you should be good to go. I mean, you should be caught up by then. I'm assuming once you hit 80, you're gonna you're gonna go back into the MSQ and finish. That's the that first off. thing I'm gonna do is finish that off, and then I'm gonna try to get some good gear. Because the really fun thing about leveling is that you get dumped with those tombstones of poetics. Oh, so yeah. getting to a milestone like 50 and 60 and 70 has been really fun because I've been able to dump all of that into the highest ending rating gear of that expansion. Yeah. So I look, well, sometimes I look awesome. I was very disappointed with the um, Stormblood one. No, that's it, unfortunate. It didn't, it didn't look that good, but 
Well, what you can do, the poetics will at least buy you not the current tier. So now that you're 71, just save them up. And then, yeah, when you hit 80, you'll be able to get almost a full set, right? Or buy them as you go. You, you buy them in Yulemore. Wait, I can get stuff with poetics at 80? Uh, oh, sorry. No, not poetics. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Poetics are the red ones, right? It's like Phasmagoria, right? Or yeah, something. that's the ones you need. But Is those Phasmagoria? Come- yeah, I phasmophobia. Think so. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. The phasmophobia. Uh, that's the game. what you need. Although you should start being able to get those soon. They come a lot faster. What whenever you can get them, those come a lot faster. Okay. So, well, yeah, I don't know what you can get with poetics at 80. I, I honestly I I've poetics, been tapped on poetics forever and I they think just poetics is just for old gear, like for the purpose of be. like you know. I'm actually capped on everything, right? Except for uh, the current one. So I've got like 2,000 Phasmagoria, 2,000 Poet. I just don't know what to spend them on. So do you have like all the highest end of the gear for your job right now? Not so. I have the highest I can buy with Tomestones for most of my slots. So my entire left side is the Crypt Stalker. So that's that's everything I could buy with Tomes on the left side. And I've got two of the accessories and then the accessories I don't have are from Eden. So my, my average item level is 510. Once you get those, what do you do? Do you just, I wait don't know. Until well, you can get more. <laughs> well, so, you know, uh, normal people could buy gear for off, you know, they're not their main jobs. I only play one job. Uh, I think you can buy crafting materials with them too, but I, again, <laughs> I'm not really crafting. And then, of course, you could continue upgrading this stuff. It's just I would have to start doing savage rating and all that stuff, which mm-hmm. I, I just don't think I'm going to get into this expansion. So, yeah. But anyway, um, we will have a new dungeon. We also have a new trial against one of the weapons. This time we're going to be fighting diamond weapon. So currently it's Ooh. emerald, and it's the one thing I still need to do. And then diamond is going to be next. Now, remind me, is diamond the one that just gets shot? In seven, you don't actually like, fight toilet. Diamond, I don't think. Yeah, like it, he comes out and then just he's gone. Yeah, okay, I think the only ones you fight are Ultima, Ruby, and Emerald. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, and Ultima is like was really easy. <laughs> See, that's what I'm oh. worried about with um streaming seven is like having to fight all these weapons. I mean, two of them are super bosses. You don't have to fight them. Well, I feel like I kind of gotta. <laughs> Did you at do least the super try it on seven R? Uh, dude, I didn't. I tried Leviathan and <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> just, well, Leviathan's not a super boss, man. Oh, he gets harder uh, than that. Uh, I don't even know who they are. It's like Leviathan and then Bahamut. But then, yeah, then there's that. like, there's the super boss, which I haven't done. I did almost everything, but hard mode and that. So hard mode. Okay. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the Alliance Raid series will be continuing as well. So you'll get the third Alliance raid from the Yora Dark Apocalypse raid series. So that's something to look forward to. And then, you know, there's more resistance weapon stuff. So uh, the resistance weapon requirements up through patch 535, those are going to be eased a little bit. So by the time April rolls around, it might be easier for you to catch up. They're also going to hot fix in some rewards for the Castrum because the problem is there's really no reason to rerun it once you've done it. So that's another reason that it took me so long to do it is because I would be in the instance when it popped and six out of 48 people would sign up for it. So they're they're trying to hot fix some things in there so where it'll incentivize people to run it with you again. 
because they need to or make it queuable or something because it was a nightmare just trying to get to it. Mm-hmm. So um, we will be getting a new area, Zadnor, which I think might be tied to all of this resistance weapon stuff. It was kind of listed around the same thing in the live letter. And then, of course, there will be a new Unreal trial. They didn't announce what it was, but the naval is going to be retired. And this would normally be when we get the ultimate trial. So that's like the, you know, the Mac Daddy trial. But because of COVID, that's been delayed until 6-1. So that, that's not even going to be coming out until after Endwalker is available. So there's, there's a lot of people not very happy about that. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, it's usually like the capstone at the end of the expansion here, and it's they're they're gonna have to wait. And uh, there's a lot of high end raiders, I guess, that feel like they're they're not getting the content that they are expecting, and mm. that's fair. I mean, it, it's understandable that I mean, if that's what you've been waiting for and it's not coming, okay, it, it's coming, just not as soon as you would have would have wanted it. So I, I can understand their frustration, yeah. but at least they will be getting it eventually. But yeah, six one is when that's currently slated to Maybe come out. Maybe it's a good so. time for them to, you know, try Check out, out another MMO <laughs> or play another game. Sit down, go play 7R. I don't know. Play something. Yeah, I don't know. Go back, go, go to WoW. I don't know. <laughs> try something out. You're not allowed to say that. <laughs> that's about to happen to me again. What do you mean it's about to happen to you again? You got so they much just, to do on they 14. They just announced TBC Classic. Like... If that when no. that comes out, my brain is going <laughs> to dive into That's that. My 100%. least favorite expansion. Make that classic mode, and that just gives me another. See, that is like everyone's favorite expansion. That is I like know. you I just love the things people hate and hate. No, I hate you everything are, about you're Outland. Hipster. You're a hipster. No, I look. I Outland out. <laughs> is the worst part of World of Warcraft. Oh, Outland. That content is so dated, so boring, and so awful. That's my. You haven't played classic, then, man. That's the. It's gonna be. But but (laughs) that's that's the same. They haven't updated Outland at all, have they? Well, in retail, wow. No, classic is now Cataclysm and that. But oh yeah, uh, that I thought you meant. I haven't played classic Burning Crusade. I was like, kinda did (laughs) vanilla. But I'm gonna be diving into that because um I hear it's like the best content of that game's history. So I'll be definitely playing that. Yeah, but um, well, people would say that about everything, though. So just take that with a grain of salt. I mean, I'm you've played it before. I mean, I know what know I, I know what to expect. I, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be that disappointed. <laughs> it's so. just going to be wow. It's not. I mean, <laughs> it's I hardly. It's never. It's my least favorite. <laughs> I, I skip it every chance I can. I mean, it's just like you know, fourteen. The expansions. I I've just played through a lot of them, and I did fates in every zone. Even looking back, it's like, yeah, they were all different, but you're doing the same thing in every yeah, single. Sure. <laughs> it's like it's still Final Fantasy 14. Like it's an MMO. People argue about which expansion is the best, and while mechanics or like there may be different progressions in game in different MMOs, but come on, you're doing the same thing. Well, for 14, you're... I think a lot of it comes down to story. Yeah, I think that's what where the argument comes which, from. For 14, yeah, so. and I've noticed that. I love that about 14, but when you're playing old content and maybe even stuff you've already seen, there's so much dialogue. <laughs> there's a lot of talking. God. Yeah, they talk a lot. They talk yeah, a lot in the game. If you don't like that, beware. But yeah, I feel like we got off topic. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> that, that's that's what I've got from the live letter. That's the breakdown. So there will be another one where they're they're giving us more information about what's coming up. So I don't have a date on that. I'm sure it's there, but I overlooked it. 
But April 13th is is to keep your eye out on that. So we do have a little bit of time, which is good because I want a little bit of time to maybe catch up a little bit more with my resistance weapons. So, but next thing I wanted to talk to you about, they had a recent interview on Game Hack, which is part of the Tokyo Radio Show One Morning. And this was with producer Naoki Yoshida uh, for Final Fantasy 16. So the the information I have from it is a little sparse. It's not like a sprawling 400 things to talk about interview, but there are some interesting things that I wanted to bring up. So he goes in and he starts talking about basically the combat and the type of game that it's going to be. And I think that it's pretty obvious to anybody who watched the announcement trailer that this is going to be a very heavy action-oriented Final Fantasy. It's not going to be your typical older school Final Fantasy with slower combat. I mean, the combat looked even more fast than 7R. Does anyone actually... Is anyone actually expecting slower combat at this point? I mean, we haven't had it in a long time. No, but there is some, you know, there's there's there are players out there that maybe can't keep up with that. There are players out there. It's not it's not the most accessible type gameplay. But that being said, they are going to have a more accessible story focus mode. So it'll be it'll be for those people who are less familiar with action oriented gameplay, or for people who just you know, can't, can't like do that kind of gameplay. So they'll have various support actions and things in the game. So it's not necessarily like an easy mode or anything like that. From what I was gathering, it reminded me more of like the classic setting in final fantasy seven R to where maybe it takes care of some of that stuff for you. So you can focus more on the story if that's what Mm -hmm. you're into. So if you're not, if you don't want that like heavy action combat, you can play, for lack of a better word, story mode and still see and experience the story instead of having a to lot like of games do that nowadays. And I think that is just amazing. That's like very, very good. Yeah, I do, too, because, I mean, not everybody has the same skill level and, and the action oriented games can be difficult at times. Trust you know? me, 7R was difficult. Yeah. yeah, like that game was difficult. I get it, man. Sometimes I wish I'd play it on classic, but. Um, I'm glad they put those modes in there for people who need them. Like, you know, some people, you know, what what if you take your average person who's not really a gamer, but you tell them this about the story of like Final Fantasy VII Remake and they're like, oh, that sounds really good. Do you think they're going to be able to pick up and play through that game and get the whole story if they're not really played many games before? Probably not. Right, I mean, yeah. the game's really hard. So they got classic mode to help them with that. Same thing for Persona 5. They got safe mode, which basically almost takes out the game of the game. <laughs> yeah. Makes it just so easy. But like, and, and I like that. Good. I'm not very good at shooters. So I like if there's like a, like an easy story mode, if it's something I'm interested in. I personally don't like picking easy modes. I like to pick, um, unless it's one of those games that is purposely trying to be like dark souls and be crushingly difficult. I like to try to pick the hardest difficulty. Oh, I always play normal. I just play, I, I like normal is what they designed this game for. So I'm going to play it on normal. <laughs> That's what I usually do. Yeah. But, but I like, like, if it's a game that like if I'm like stuck and I want to see the story and I'm just not having fun, I have no problems dropping it down to easy unless there is a trophy. Then yeah. I have to push through <laughs> because I'm not giving up on a trophy at the end of a game. I need to go back and look at the trophies for seven remake. I realize I didn't hardly get any. <laughs> well, a bunch of them you're going to have to replay to get all the dresses. Um, you're going to have to beat some of the 
the optional bosses, do some of the side quests. I've got most of them. This sounds horrible. I'm good. It's a lot of fun. I mean, the dresses was grindy, but some of the side quests, if you didn't do them all in chapter eight or what, I mean, the big one where there's like I did all of them. Quests. I did all of them. Oh, you I did, did all the side quests? I did not get a trophy. You did the one where you fought the behemoth under like, mm-hmm. the, hmm. You should have got one for getting all of the side I may quests. have and I missed it, but I looked for it and I remember not seeing it. Hmm. I don't know. I yeah, even check checked multiple times on stream, and yeah, right there. All of them hmm. were done. Weird. Yeah. But speaking of story, so I have a quote here from him that, as far as the story goes, they're hoping to, quote, create a world within the Final Fantasy universe that those who understand the complexities and realities of good and bad can be excited for. So what that tells me is this is going to be... <sighs> I think this is going to be less of those like good versus bad type thing and more like one of those kind of Game of Thronesy things, which we've already speculated on, where like it's it's more gray. You know what I mean? There's there's different personalities and different views, but I don't think there's going to be a very clear. I, I think you'll have like a big bad like you tend to in Final Fantasy. But I think as far as the conflicts within the game go, it's going to be one of those like, ooh, I can kind of see both sides on this, which. Yeah. Honestly, I think is makes for probably a more interesting story. It also says it'll focus on the hardships, uh, just the experiences of becoming an adult, too. So uh, we already know the characters are a little younger, and it sounds like they're going to be dealing with, you know, growing up and coming into their own. It kind of worries me a little bit, because the last time Final Fantasy did this is Final Fantasy twelve, and you and I kind of both agree that game is kind of a coherent mess at times. Like, it's very hard yeah. to... I can't really recite the story to you. Like, it, it doesn't tell it very well. Yeah, so, I don't know what happened in that well, game. <laughs> I, th- I think. I don't know. But, I mean, people are probably listening to this. Like, you guys just watched it, played it with your eyes shut then. But, no, but... Um, last time, I, I mean... very confusing. That was in more... I mean, kind of aligned with this. There wasn't really, like, a... Oh, darkness is bad. Go, uh, uh. No, it was very political. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I think that was anyway. (laughs) I don't think that was so much the themes that they went with, with just the way they decided to tell the story. I think that you can take this theme and make it and make it really good, and just I don't know. I don't think that was Twelve's problem for me. I just I would got confused on what was going on. There were so many moving pieces, and your main character kind of wasn't involved in any of it. You know, he was kind of just along for the ride. And I don't think that helped. So, you know, I, I think the idea of what they're trying to go, do with 16 is a good one, though. So I'll be interested to I'm see. I'm in how, for it. How to yeah. Play. I mean, I said it last night. I'm more excited for 16 than a 7 remake part 2 because. Whoa, I am not. I mean, I'm very excited for a um, 7 2, but I mean, the last time they uploaded, updated a new entry into the series was 15, and I freaking love 15. So. A lot of people didn't, and they don't trust Square's track record, but I do trust Square's track record. I didn't enjoy 15, but that doesn't mean I don't trust their track record. It's It was a good game. It just wasn't my cup of tea. I'm ready to see what they have next. I, I don't get these people that like have one bad experience, and they're like, ah, oh, the series is over. No, it's just every game is different. We'll see what happens next. Now, if you haven't liked like five in a row or something, sure. But if you just didn't like 15, I don't think you should write off the entire series because of that. Well, yeah, but 
You're using uh, yeah, reason. No, it's, it's keep that out, keep that out of keep that out of Twitter. You're using reason. I know. <laughs> I know. But I'm absolutely like excited for 16. I just wish I just wish, you know, they I hope they don't take forever releasing it. Well, I think we're supposed to be okay. I've heard conflicting information on this and that we're supposed to be getting information here in the next month or so. And then also that they don't really want to give us too much information while we're still like building anticipation for Endwalker because they don't want to like step on each other's toes. So I don't know. You know, I've heard that from various sources. So we'll see. I do think we'll get a little more information here in the next couple months, but I don't think we're going to get like big dumps until after Endwalker comes out. Yeah, probably not. Anyway, I'm excited nonetheless, but uh, looking at things upcoming, I do have one last thing I want to touch on, and we'll just touch on this briefly, um, and we can talk about it later in a future episode if we want to, just because we're running a little long. But So during the Nintendo Direct, Square Enix announced they have a new tactical RPG coming out called, <laughs> working title, Project Triangle Strategy. <laughs> Which, yeah, I, I don't like that name. That is very, very stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's a working title. Now, you know, I you watched the trailer. I watched the trailer as well. I downloaded the demo and played it for a little bit. What I was surprised of with the demo for this was that it, it had a lot of story. Like, I was just gonna, thinking I would hop in and try the, try the battle system out a little bit. I ended up reading a lot. Like you, you go through this entire story section and then there's an exploration section and then you get to fight something. So like it literally just plopped you into like chapter six of this game. And I will say you don't have a lot of context for what's going on, but it was interesting. Like I was very interested in what was happening. And I will say that while it doesn't have your traditional, like, white mage, black mage kind of job system or something, this had Final Fantasy Tactics written all over it. Now, I know that there are other tactical games out there, but this just had such a Final Fantasy Tactics look and feel to it to me. I would not be surprised if they ended up tacking that on it, like Final Fantasy Tactics, the Salt Iron War, or something like that, like just like a subtitle. It wouldn't surprise me in the least. Well, yeah, that's what I want, but this is from the creators of Octopath Traveler. And Octopath Traveler, big thing was eight different stories and eight different travelers. Their project name was Octopath Traveler. Their working title was that. <laughs> and it ended up being Octopath Traveler. This is the same developers. I hope to God they don't repeat the same thing and keep Triangle Strategy. That's the dumbest name I've ever yeah, heard. I for it. But, I but could, it's, it's about three I, different nations, so there's your triangle. Yeah, and it's it plays into the same thing for Octopath, you know, Octo 8. They could come up with like, I don't know, uh, Triforce Horse. I don't know anything. Don't like know. <laughs> it's something, something with three. I mean, I would love Triforce. it. I don't think they could use Triforce. Yeah, no. <laughs> I would love for them to call it Final Fantasy Tactics, like two or Final Fantasy Tactics something. Yeah, but even I just feel a like off. I don't think we'd get a two because that implies like direct connection. But mm-hmm. I think we could get Final Fantasy Tactics and then like a subtitle. Well, I don't know. Does it imply direct um, connection? Because Final Fantasy's been doing True. that forever, and they never imply direct connection. Okay. In in every other situation in life, <laughs> that implies direct connection. Yeah, except- but I feel like I feel like just about anybody would see Final Fantasy Tactics two and just apply the same logic with like gotta, Final Fantasy two. And you do have a point. Yeah, that, that and they do have a habit of just doing that. So yeah, maybe they would. But I see if, them if it was a direct to, connection, it would be Final Fantasy Tactics 1 2. <laughs> despite this being a Square Enix game, I see the developers trying to keep a theme with their games, Octopath, maybe 
try God, see, it's hard to even come up with something cooler. Triangle will probably stay in there. Triangle, yeah, maybe, but I don't know. Um, I mean, it looks interesting. Those aren't my kind of games, weirdly enough. Never gotten into Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, I've never played Final Fantasy Tactics, so I probably would love it, but never got into Fire Emblem. The only one I've ever played is Shining Force on the Sega Genesis, and when I played it, I really, really loved it. And I tried playing it years later and got bored. So I don't the, know. The turn-based take a long time. Yeah, is the only problem. Turn-based JRPGs, especially old Final Fantasy games, are not too slow for me. But I guess strategy games are. I don't know. Well, there, there's more that I mean. There, there is a lot more that goes into it. You have to think about positioning and moving around. The oh yeah, absolutely. Longer. I, it is a slower. Yeah, it's it is more a slower. Like you gotta wonder which way you're facing at the end of your turn. Yeah, there's more that goes into it. Yeah, it's like a board game, and you know how I feel about those. I do. Yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for it. I'll I'll probably try out the demo. Yeah, I'll try the I mean, demo. It's free. free. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looks really good. It look it's uh, the art style. That's the thing I loved about Octopath Traveler. I didn't get to beat it, but good night. The art style in Octopath Traveler was absolutely amazing. I love high definition pixel art. Now, what's I almost that think from? It, Octopath Traveler. Yeah, what's it for? Uh, Switch and PC. Okay. Yeah, I almost think those graphics like look better than like Seven Remake. I mean, obviously, on a technical standpoint, they're not. But I almost—it's almost more pleasing to look at high definition pixel art to me than it is to look at like actual high definition games. I now, love that art style. Is this a turn-based JRPG or is this a strategy game? Octopath Traveler is a turn-based game. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah this I think is you a, would. This is a very pretty art style. I think you would love it. I mean, is it I'm a thinking, Switch exclusive? It is Switch and Steam only. It's not on PS4. Okay, perfect. I don't so, think so. Anyway, here's the thing. Uh, this will be a Nintendo exclusive Triangle Strategy as well. Yeah, so probably. I, I want to play it on my Switch. Here's the, and I'm glad it's an exclusive because if given the choice, I will always buy PS4 for the trophies. Like if if there's a choice, I will always do that. It's just a sickness. I see. Have. I sold Octopath Traveler. Uh, years ago because I I don't know I guess my heart grew three sizes one Christmas and I wanted to buy everyone Christmas presents but I didn't have a job so I sold a bunch of Switch games and this was sadly one of them and this does look good but it's on Steam now and I might buy it on Steam I don't know oh man okay I I am putting this on my list to buy as soon as I finish Pokemon (laughs) like I can't I I got too many games going on right now it was really interesting it was really fun those games are basically final fantasy games just without yeah. the name and one they might i mean this one might be eventually like we don't know it doesn't have a title so i wanted to bring it up it is from square enix we'll keep an eye on that uh and you know kind of talk about it as it goes forward and whenever it finally gets a name or whatever they end up naming it so yeah not not directly final fantasy but i will say from the demo the art style everything was Final Fantasy to me. Like, it it seemed, without the jobs, though, it seemed very Final Fantasy. Like, just the, the character portraits and everything, it just seemed right up their alley. So, who knows? I'm actually kind of hoping it gets the tactics tag, but we'll see. Um, That would be interesting. I'd like to go back and play those games. Yeah, you should try tactics. Or tactics advanced. I really like that one. But anyway, that's all I had for news. Uh, some big, the biggest news that we kind of missed. Just wanted to make sure that we actually talked about some of this stuff because the live letter, the sixteen interview, that was all pretty big stuff. And as you've seen, we've hit our we've hit our hour mark without a topic this week. So I think that might have been the right call. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
But we will be back next week with Final Fantasy VII Remake going all over that. We'll hear all of Soloist's thoughts fresh off of it. I'll give you my thoughts that are almost a year old at this point because I beat it when it came out. And then we'll just talk through that and see, uh, you know, see if we agree on things or not. I don't think there's going to be that much we won't agree on. See, I, we'll my see. biggest, We've my biggest, my biggest problem with the game, I already know you agree with me on. So, all right. Well, that's yeah. a little tease for next week. But until then, I think that brings us to the end of another episode. So, Soloist, where can we follow you at? Well, first, I want to gripe you out because I know you don't listen to me here. Because last year, when you shilled for me, or last year, what? Last, last week. week. Yep. Yeah. You gave the complete wrong name. <laughs> All right. Listen, we were at the end of over two hours of recording. I was so tired. I had so much in my brain. I was like, okay, it's so, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. So, Starcaller Soloist at oh, Twitch. That's Soloist it. underscore TV at Twitter. That's Soloist it. on YouTube. Man. Man. Hey, look, again, last week was our biggest a long episode and you <laughs> sent everyone to the wrong place. <laughs> you just stuck around. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll get onto the weather next time. <laughs> anyway, uh, you can follow me at Wolfkins or you can follow the show at Highwind Herald. We also have the website highwindherald.com where you can get all of our past episodes and show notes. And if you haven't checked them out, make sure you go check out Faces of Aorzia on Twitter at Favora. We, we got the links in last week's episode. They were awesome. Both of them were just were wonderful to talk to, and they do great work over there, so make sure you go check them out. But if there's nothing else, Soloist, I think that brings us to an end. Yep, absolutely. I think so. All right. Well, it was good talking to you, and we'll talk. I'll talk to you next week, and we'll see you then. Peace out.